scarcity mindset because you're focusing on your territory being infringed upon, whether it's audience or expertise, and are worried about your audience being a limited supply instead of embracing the truth that there are more than enough clients and customers and opportunities and interest for everyone to grow. You're listening to the Content Coffee Break podcast brought to you by Your Content Empire. I am your host, Haley Dale. Join me and my sometimes unexpected guests as we go behind the scenes on the strategies and systems that are working right now for online businesses wanting to grow and scale your business using content. If you have a topic or a question that you'd like to discuss, send me a DM over at Your Content Empire on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. And if you enjoy the show, please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcast inspiration. It makes a big, big difference and it means the world to me. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to take a quick minute to let you know about a super fun and super opportunity alert giveaway that I'm running to celebrate the launch of the brand new show. Until September 1st, you can be entered to win one of my signature programs, whether that's your content, your empire, the profitable funnel sprint system, or the minimalist content strategy. You choose which one when you win. You can enter the giveaway by subscribing to the show and leaving a review and then sharing a screenshot of your review on Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at Your Content Empire and do this by September 1st and you'll be entered to win. Welcome to the first like official, official episode of the Content Coffee Break podcast. I am so excited to have you here and especially to kick things off with this topic in particular, which is you don't have to be everywhere in order to be seen. In fact, there's a much, much better way to make sure that your strategy is balanced and moving you forward, both in terms of nurturing your existing people and getting you in front of new people, thus growing your email list and your community and your audience, um, rather than feeling pulled in so many different directions and feel like you're spinning your wheels. I recently came back from an epic trip to Italy and Switzerland, and I've been planning this trip for three years. We've called it our Switzerland trip in our heads as we were planning it, my husband and I. And we, this is ever since I was young, I think I was like 21, 22, when I watched the movie Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane and um, Sandra Oh is in it as well. Amazing combo. And uh, it shows off Tuscany. It shows off Italy. And I just fell in love with the idea of going to Tuscany and Let me tell you, it lived up to expectations. But the reason I bring this up is that being on that trip, and it's been a few years since I traveled, I think like a lot of people um, took a break through the pandemic. Um, But it reminded me of why I started my business and what I love the most about working in an online business, Um, meaning that I can work from anywhere, right? So on the trip, I would wake up early. I'm an early riser anyways. My husband is not. He likes to sleep. Um, So I would wake up early. I would work for a couple hours. I was so far ahead of everyone else back home um, just in terms of hours. And so I'd be able to do my work in just a couple of hours and then go off and sightsee and do all the things and be fully present um, and immersed in this trip of a lifetime. And it just like, again, yeah, it brought me back to the reason I started that business, right? The reason I started my business was so that I could 
travel. I didn't start traveling till in my 30s. Um, I went to school, did all the things, had zero money for traveling when I was younger. Um, and I've always had this thirst to see all the places and be able to do all the things. And through a normal nine to five, I got into this through consulting and through working in public service, in communications, and then also consulting on the side. That two weeks a year of vacation was not going to cut it for this wanderlust um, that I had that has been like brewing my entire life, but not able to be uh, realized until my 30s. And so that was a huge motivation for me in starting the business is having that freedom and being able to fit my work around my life, not my life around my work. And that relates to this topic today, because what I see happening for myself, for my clients, for people that I coach, um, is I see that we started this business usually with some degree of freedom in the reason why we started it. And through the hustle and bustle and the ideas that a lot of us have as entrepreneurs, our to-do lists grow really, really long. And we may not have a boss anymore telling us what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing and when we can be off and when we have to work and what we need to work on. We, in some way, have become our own bosses (laughs) and not a bad thing necessarily. However, um, a lot of us get further and further away from that freedom that we started our business for. Um, And we have to start questioning, does the stuff that I'm working on actually matter and actually move the needle forward? Or am I just doing this because it's what everyone else is doing or it's what I'm supposed to be doing? And in some ways, you can start to see the parallels with some of the frustrations that you might have had working in that nine to five, if you had that rather than jumping straight into business. And these internal expectations that you are putting on yourself. Um, And so for me, this trip was a good recentering and remembering that freedom I started my business for and, you know, why I knew this topic had to be the first thing that we talk about. So to bring it back to the topic, like I mentioned, there is a pervasive myth that I see pretty much everywhere in different circles online and even in like my in-person business, women in business networking groups. And that is that you have to be everywhere in order to be seen. And most business owners I know make content a lot more difficult and a lot more complicated than it has to be by buying into this myth that they have to be everywhere in order to be seen. And it's something that happens with myself from time to time. I see somebody just killing it over here on a particular platform and all of a sudden shiny object syndrome I start like my wheels turning of do I need to be there as well right usually I'm able to catch myself but no one is immune to that shiny object syndrome and I think one of the reasons why we feel pressure to be everywhere is sometimes it's because we perceive our quote-unquote competitors whether or not you are like 
peers in the industry, if you prefer that, as being everywhere. You might be doing just fine on Instagram as your attraction platform, but one day you're on Pinterest and see pin after pin targeted at your customers, helping them solve your problems, and all of a sudden you're spiraling because you haven't been focusing on Pinterest at all. And have you been making this massive mistake the whole time by not being there? And this spiral isn't necessarily Pinterest or Instagram. It can really be anything, any platform, any strategy, and it usually comes down to FOMO, fear of missing out, as well as a bit of a scarcity mindset, right? There are only so many clients to go around, and so I need to be the one that gets in front of them. And it's FOMO because when you see other people using a particular platform or strategy, you think you're missing out on an opportunity and might feel some kind of regret or guilt come up. Scarcity mindset because you're focusing on your territory being infringed upon, whether it's audience or expertise, and are worried about your audience being a limited supply instead of embracing the truth that there are more than enough clients and customers and opportunities opportunities and interest for everyone to grow. The more time you spend focusing on your quote unquote peers or competitors, the less time you're able to spend focusing on the who that actually matters, your current and your future customers. Okay, but let's take a few steps back here. I think I haven't dropped a major piece of the puzzle here. Um, I'm hosting a workshop in a few weeks and it is called the Eased Content Strategy Method. And so this is something that I have been teaching in my courses as well as my individual coaching. And it's something that also comes up in our funnel launch plans over in the agency as well. And I mentioned attraction platform being your Instagram account or maybe your Pinterest account but the ease content strategy method works because it helps you increase your content ROI by simplifying your approach to content. It leverages that Pareto principle of the 80-20 rule to get you focused on what I think are the four most essential content platforms that generate 80% of your results, your sales, your growth, your um, opportunities coming your way. And instead of like staying stuck in the weeds and trying to manage and grow the content, the 10 content channels at the same time that are on average, actually it's 13 on average that people are showing up on, whether that's like strategies and platforms um, that most businesses focus on, really simplifies down to those four. And those four don't rep represent like this specific channel, like it has to be Instagram or it has to be Pinterest, but it represents the four different types of content platforms and strategies that I think every business owner should include in their strategies, but you don't need to be doing multiples of these either. So the E's, four letters, E-A-S-E, stand for an expertise platform. So somewhere that you are establishing your expertise, usually that's some form of blogging. The only real rule here is that it has a home on your website. Then we have the attraction platform. So what are you doing to get in front of new eyeballs and new people? A selling strategy or platform, whether that say quarterly launches or whether that is an evergreen sales funnel or some combination of them. Um, 
Um, and one of the things we talk about is how to layer these different things and stack them. Even though we want to focus on one at any given time, we can still stack different things. And the final one is an engagement platform. So what are you doing to engage with your existing community? Now, the two that we're focused on today are the attraction platform and the engagement platform. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about these in the coming weeks as well on the content coffee break. And so attraction refers to, like I said, that platform where you're getting in front of people, right? And you don't need to have like three or four attraction platforms that you're working on at any given time. You can certainly layer them. My approach is like you focus on one for 30 to 90 days, get it systemized, get it delegated, or decide that it's not going to work for you and move on to something else. And then you can layer on something, but not feeling like you're trying to grow and focus and establish roots on multiple types of these different platforms at the same time. And then we have that engagement platform, you know, which fosters those two-way conversations. And so we want to prioritize something that your existing people are on. You can publish content on there, but more importantly, you can be having those conversations. Pardon the quick interruption to the episode because I want to invite you to my upcoming Ease Content System Workshop. If you're craving more simplicity without sacrificing results, of course, this strategy is going to be revolutionary for you. I know it's been a game changer for my clients who've implemented it to start doing more with less time spent grinding out new content and way less feeling guilty if they're not showing up in all the places every minute of every day. So I am peeling back the curtain and I am sharing it with you for free on September 7th. So get your booty signed up over at www.yourcontentempire.com forward slash ease. So why is less more, right? So another thing that sucks up time is believing that you have to be active and showing up on multiple platforms at the same time. There truly is such a thing as spreading yourself too thin, especially when it comes to picking platforms. And the fact is that less is more when it comes to platforms. And here's why. So number one, it takes time to succeed on any given platform, especially in that building up, establishing roots and getting started phase. Let's say you have like one hour a day for marketing. You could spend the hour on one to two platforms, responding and engaging, creating new content and do pretty well. Or if you're focused on five different platforms, that's only 12 minutes per platforms. If you divide it up equally, you're going to make a lot less of an impact with each platform that you add on because like everyone, your time is a limited resource. So this is about being more intentional with the time investments that you make. An example of this would be Dan Henry, an entrepreneur who wrote the book, Digital Millionaire Secrets, talks about this idea of the circle of focus. So if you think of your focus or your time or your energy as one big circle or pie, if you've got a sweet tooth like me, and you focus on just one thing, well, 100% of your pie is going to be focused on that one thing and success is basically inevitable, right? If you're focusing all your attention on one thing, but if you start divvying up that pie amongst more priorities or more platforms in our case here, you start spending 50, 25% or less of your time on each thing. And have you ever heard of someone succeeding in something when they're only trying 5%? And well, you might counter with Haley, I'm not about that hustle life. I say me neither. And this 
isn't me telling you that you have to do only one thing all the flipping time, but it is about getting more mileage out of the time that you do have dedicated for content, for marketing, etc. So think of your time blocks as individual circles of focus and ask yourself how many pieces of pie do you want to break this up into, especially when that means diluting the results that you're going to be seeing in each of these areas. All right, so I hear you saying, how how do you go from, okay, I get it, less is more when it comes to content to being actually okay with being in less places when FOMO or comparisonitis situations arise? And I have a few questions for you to consider here in a second. But first, one of the things that has made a big, big difference in my business is distinguishing between active platforms and amplification platforms, meaning that I might be intentionally focused on just two platforms platforms, one attraction platform for getting in front of new people and another for engaging with my existing audience, with my existing community, aka engagement platforms, but I'll still be publishing posts on other platforms passively. Here's an example. For me right now, my engagement platform of choice is Instagram, right? And my attraction platform of choice is Pinterest. My team and I are actively spending time on each of those places for the next foreseeable future, but we're still publishing on our Facebook page and Facebook group in order to amplify our content easily without spending a whole lot of time doing it. Another thing that's been really, really helpful is to remember that one Once you've done the work to build up a platform, once you've established those roots there, it requires a lot less energy and time to maintain, especially if you've done a good job on focusing on systems. Newton's first law, an object in motion tends to stay in motion and all that jazz. So you could focus on just two platforms for 90 days, getting set up, creating templates, checklists, systemizing everything, getting momentum there. Um, And then once you're finished that 90 days, you can either easily automate automate it or outsource it while you turn your circle of focus onto other platforms. So for this week, here are some questions for you to consider. Number one, how many platforms are you currently trying to show up on actively? Number two, how much time do you have available for content and marketing per day or per week? And then how do you want to divvy up that circle of focus and that time? Come and share your answers over on Instagram. You can take us over at Your Content Empire or send me a message. I'd love to know your answers to these questions and what you're thinking. Um, and just a reminder here to sign up for our Ease Content Strategy Method over at yourcontentempire.com forward slash ease. Um, and we are going to be talking more in depth about these strategies and how to apply this simplified but better result strategy for your content and marketing. Thank you so much for joining me and I will chat with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Content Coffee Break podcast. For show notes, links, and resources, head over to thecontentcoffeebreak.com. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean so much if you would take a quick moment to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can catch the next episode right when it drops.